Welcome to the Daring Living Podcast, where we have honest conversations about personal growth, how to create success, and what it means to live a joyful and daring life. I'm your host, Certified Life Coach Shirley Huang. Hello, everybody. I am so excited to be on this episode today because we have a very, very special guest. Dan Sakaki, yay! <laughs> so, Dan, he's had years of experience in business development and management, and he's also one of the top execs at the Richmond Chamber of Commerce in the city. And I love the topic that we're going to talk about today because we're going to talk about thriving and. He is a very busy guy <laughs> with many things on his plate. And I think that's awesome because it just really shows that at you know any stage in your life, doesn't matter what is going on in your life, life coaching can be of beneficial to you. And uh, he has really created, he is someone who has really created a thriving life, a thriving lifestyle for himself. So if you're listening to this, you're probably wondering, what is going on? How did he do this? How did he, how did he do this? What is the secret? <laughs> so I'm going to, uh, I'll let Dan introduce himself first, and we'll get into the details on that. Oh, thanks, Shirley. And I'm very excited to be here with you. Uh, when you first asked me to do this, I was over the moon excited. I was in a great place where things were going so well that you just can't say no to opportunities like this. You just kind of say yes and ask questions later. I've never been introduced as being special before. So I, th I thank you for that as well. Um, yeah, so you gave me a little bit, you gave a little bit of a background about who I am and, and what I do for work. But, you know, like anybody, I don't believe that, you know, what you do for a living defines who you are. What I will say is that uh, as I've gotten older, um, for those of you who don't know, I'm significantly older than Shirley, I would say. But there was a point where I decided that, you know what, I really needed to get passionate about personal growth. I've had success in life in different areas, but I really wanted to get passionate about personal growth. And that, and that includes my physical health, that includes my mental health, my emotional health. And as a result of doing this, I've really found significant shifts in my life, the way I approach different challenges, uh, just my everyday life. Um, I found that things have actually become easier as I've gotten older. And I kind of wished back when I was younger that coaching was a thing. There were coaches out there. Uh, but th that being said, I've also learned that it's never too late to work with somebody like Shirley who equips you with different tools to handle different things in life. Because I think life is a journey. You know, you never get to a point in your life where it's like, yeah, I got this figured out. Uh, I imagine, you know, when a day comes that I, I leave this earth, I, I still won't have things figured out. And that's okay. As long as you continue on that forward journey, that's what it's all about. So I really become passionate about, about working on myself and it's really made life much more enjoyable. Yeah. And I think something that I really appreciate about you is that you are so open to being willing to learn something new and to be willing to grow and even look at things that uh, perhaps it's like things that you really believed in for so long and 
I remember during our work together, there were moments when you were like, okay, wait, I have to sit with that a little bit because that's not what I believed in for so long, right? And so you were very open and very willing to be challenged in a way where you might open your mind up a little bit and approach things from a different perspective. So that's something that I really appreciate about like you, like you're always being, you're always willing to grow and willing to learn differently. Yeah, I'm with you on that, Shirley. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, I think one of our last conversations that we had, I, I shared a story about uh, one of my favorite artists of all time. He talked about having a 50 year career and how he changed over the course of his career, changes music. There are some of his fans who sort of bailed on him, but he says, you know, I have to change and allow my fans to change with me. Um, and it's really easy sometimes to get stuck into this, this pattern, you know, this safety zone, this comfort zone. And there's nothing wrong with that. It works for some people, right? I think I just wanted more out of life. Mm. And, you know, you've taught me that, you know, with slight mindset, mindset shifts, uh, a different way of, of approaching different issues, um, just makes getting through them so much easier and they don't become the distractions that they used to be or the roadblocks or those obstructions to, you know, moving forward. Um, mm -hmm. It's really get easy sometimes to get stuck in those moments and they clutter your life. And before you know it, you, you're not moving forward anymore. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I'm just trying to think back to what your original question was, because I started going off on a bit of a tangent, which I have a tendency to do. No, it's totally fine. That's what we're doing here. <laughs> we're always going off topics. <laughs> so what does thriving look like for you? And what does that mean for you? Because I feel like we each have our own like different definitions of what thriving looks like. I definitely I definitely have my own version of that. What does that look like for you? And what does that what does it look like for you to be living a life that is thriving? Yeah, no, that's a great question. And you know, I'll start off by saying that I don't always feel like I'm thriving. But, you know, recently I felt that um, I use that word to you and I know it kind of resonated with you. I find that being productive is a great thing, but being productive doesn't always to me feel mean that I'm thriving. Um, you can be product productive, but you still run into your roadblocks. <clears throat> I think when you're thriving, you don't let those roadblocks get in the way. I think it's okay. You're productive you're gonna run into things every day. I run into them work, my personal life, whatever. Um, but I think when you're thriving, you're sort of moving in a forward direction without feeling that stress or allowing things to get in your way. Um, it's okay if they stall you, but when they stop that forward momentum, that becomes an issue. So I just felt recently, and I shared some, some stories with you recently about just this feeling that I just feel like I'm constantly moving forward. And I see the blips. And I sit with them, I, I acknowledge them. I don't bury them, but I also don't let them bury me, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Um, so that's what thriving means to me. I think when you're moving in a forward direction, you're, you're checking off those boxes mm -hmm. and you're just not, you're not feeling the stress yeah. of, of the world around you that can sometimes mm -hmm. get in the way, the peripheral. What does that look like? Like, what does it mean to have roadblocks and not let them consume you. Uh, and is there like a specific example that you're open to share and talk about how you overcome that? 
Yeah, I mean, there's roadblocks that you encounter every day, and, and some are, are definitely more difficult to move past. Um, you know, I, I shared a story with you recently about, um, I, was, I felt like I was having a really, really good week, and I was in a restaurant with some friends, and uh, I, I walked to the washroom, and on my way there, I walked by this sort of row of tables, and I saw three or four people around the same age as me, and I saw them at different tables, and they were sitting across from their elderly parents, their mother or their father, and I kind of got this knot in my stomach. I didn't know what it what it felt what it meant at first, and then on my way back, I kind of put it together and I realized you know it really made me miss my mom. My mom passed away two years ago. Um, the anniversary of her passing was you know, fairly recent, so it was still fresh in my mind. And mom loved going out to have lunch with me or for dinner, and it just took me back to that place, and I got kind of emotional. Um, not necessarily a bad thing, but I thought you know what. I ha I'm still dealing with the passing of my mom. But in that moment, it was a good feeling, but an uncomfortable feeling, but I, let it, I just sat with it. Mm -hmm. I actually stopped at the end of this row of tables and I stood there, and I welled up a bit, and I just sort of went back to those times when I was chatting with mom, going out for lunch with her, and the conversations that we have, and seeing the joy in her eyes and her face when she would be with me, uh, just enjoying that time together. And I let it sit. And I took a deep breath, kind of wiped my eyes and walked back to my table uh, where my, my wife and some very good friends were. And they could see that I had been through something during my short break from the table. And I shared with them what happened. And you know, I, have, I have great friends and they know what my mom meant to me and they kind of just let me have a few moments. Um, I think previously I might've buried it and not acknowledged it, or perhaps taken it right on the chin and let it bury me. But I was able to sort of stop, sit with it, acknowledge it, look at the good side of what it brought out in me, those mm -hmm. good feelings. So it took, it took about two minutes for me to understand what that knot in my stomach felt like. What were those feelings? And there were actually, it was actually sort of feelings of, of joy of, of that time together. Um, so it was, it was uncomfortable at first, but I think allowing yourself to sit sometimes with and acknowledge things that come up, I think it actually helps you move on. Mm. Um, like, like I said, in the past, I think I might have let that sort of affect me in a, in a negative way. Yeah. Yeah. What it sounded like was even with the quote unquote the negative emotion that you were experiencing because something like you thought about your mom and even though it was sad in the moment, you didn't resist it or push it down. You allowed it to be there and kind of like the analogy I like to think about is riding the wave instead of being, being consumed and submerging in the waters, but you're like riding it. If it's, if the emotion comes, you like go along with it without resisting it and allowing it. And something like that actually helped you uh, move on so much faster compared to if you had pushed it down and resisted it. Yeah, absolutely. And in that particular case, I was able to do it. Now, there might be other things that come up that you might not be able to sit with and move past. 
uh, as, as quickly. Uh, and then you have to make that determination at the time. And there were some things I shared with you as well that I, I you know what, I, I don't feel like I need all of this right now. I'll acknowledge it later. Um, but in that particular time, and maybe it was because I, I was with good friends, I was having a good week. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm just going to sit with it. Yeah. Um, you don't always have to jump in with both feet to acknowledge something. You know, it doesn't always have to be, oh my goodness, and then you go down this dark tunnel and before you know it, you're swallowed up and the walls are closing in. And I know it's happened to so many people. It's happened to me numerous times. But I tended to focus on this case, just, you know what? It took me back to good times. Let's sit with that. And if it brings mm -hmm. tears to your eyes in a public place, then so be it. And it felt good. It felt good. It actually felt good to well up. Mm. It felt good to well up. Yeah. Who knew, right? Yeah. Isn't it so funny? People are like, oh, don't be, you know, I think we have like this, um, condition within us where we see other people crying and our immediate reaction is oh don't cry right? or like don't cry you're gonna be okay oh my gosh don't cry like and it's coming from this place of like there's definitely no judgment here but just like from my own personal experience as well before I did this work on myself was that when I see other people crying there's something in me that's like something is wrong right now I need to fix it this this shouldn't be happening it's wrong that this person is crying in front of me and really, it's just all my stuff. But a lot of us, we are being brought up this way, that you're not supposed to cry. You're not supposed to share your weakness. If you cry, that means something is wrong. You have to fix it. You shouldn't be crying. Um, but what I was hearing when you were saying then is that it felt good to cry. And in that moment, um, you allow yourself to cry. And there was no problem at all. Like, there was nothing that needed to be fixed. None at all. And, and I think maybe in my culture, you know, you're not supposed to cry, especially if you're a guy. Uh, when you're older, you're supposed to have your, your stuff together. Yeah. And um, yeah, I, I felt no shame in it. I was okay. People saw me. Um, I actually saw one person start to stand up and then sat down. I could kind of put my hand up and said, no, I'm good. I'm good. And I sat with it. Um, yeah. I, it feels so nice now that I was able to to sit and just spend that time with mom for a few minutes. Because originally when I have, had that feeling, it was a very negative thought. It's like, what's going on here? This is really uncomfortable. I don't like it. And it wasn't yeah. until I came back again and saw those same people. It's like, okay, mm. yeah, it's a positive. Mm -hmm. right? yeah. It's funny how quickly sometimes our brains just kind of go to negative and you react. Yes. Right? Which is why it's important to acknowledge it and not just sort of jump in with both feet, sit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I noticed how after you got past the initial reaction, which is like a, almost like an initial instinctive right, reaction of like, this is bad, I shouldn't feel this way. When you really got past that, you're like, oh, actually it's a happy memory. Oh, wow. Not initially. Not initially, yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but you were able to get to that place because you allow yourself to go through the negative stuff instead of like pushing away. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? Maybe I wouldn't have felt that way if I hadn't been having such a good week and felt that I was thriving. Um, mm -hmm. Maybe because I was thriving that I was able to sit with it. You've also shared with me, and I agree wholeheartedly, is that you know sometimes it's it's okay just to slow down, even with your thriving, and that's exactly what I did. Mm. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So. Um, 
yeah, it was an interesting experience. Mm -hmm. And it didn't stop me from thriving last week. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So lots of you who are listening, are you, are you hearing this? Thriving does not mean you will always have everything's going to go well and everything's going to go perfectly in your life. <laughs> Thriving from Dan's definition, and I totally agree with him as well, is that it's almost like, and this is like my take of what you just described, is that there's going to be both the positive and the negative experiences and things that you're going to go through throughout the entire time. And you are present in it and you are feeling alive in it. You are present in it. When is the moment for you to be and allow you be and allow. And when is the moment to do and take action, you do and take action. Notice how like Dan really trusted himself with the process and he allowed himself to just be when it feels right. He allows himself to act when it feels right especially, uh, not especially, but like it's supposed to have, right? This is the human experience. It's supposed to be positive things happening and negative things happening. There's supposed to be problems that you work on and challenges that you face during the week. But it's almost as if like, it's, it's almost as if like you don't make the problems mean anything. You just see them as part of your life. You don't let yourself be consumed by the problems. And in so many ways as well, it's like you're choosing what problems you have intentionally. You're like, this is the problem I want to face right now. Oh, hey, this is the challenge I want to experience right now with, oh, there's something with my mom. I want to be there. Oh, hey, I'm experiencing something at work, but like I deliberately made all these decisions to place myself in this situation where I can be in this environment where this type of challenge is happening for me. And in a way, there's like a little bit of that excitement or even a little bit of that joy of like hey I'm overcoming a problem right now and so it's like with the ups and downs I'm living and being present and feeling alive through all of them so that's my take on it <laughs> yeah no it's it's true in, in my case I saw it as an opportunity because I remember that initial gut reaction was negative and when I came back you know I, I won't lie I probably heard your voice in the back of my head as well but <laughs> I, I saw it as an opportunity to kind of acknowledge it. It was a conscious decision. It was very intentional that I'm going to stop here, stand in the middle of a restaurant and have a moment, right? Um, and sometimes it's good just to kind of like be intentional about things like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. Anything else that you, is, that you would also like to talk about when it comes to thriving? Any other perspectives or tools that have helped you really create that for yourself? Well, what I have found recently is, in, you know, last month it hasn't gone without blips and, and, and speed bumps, but I feel sometimes when I'm, 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 I'm feeling this, this forward momentum, I feel like I'm thriving. You and I have talked about this a little bit is that you have, you feel like you can take on the world. Mm, I love that feeling. I know. And, and part of that moment and stopping to think about mom, was taking on the world, doing something that's stepping out of your comfort zone, right? Mm -hmm. um, I was having such a good week, and in a different part of my life, you know, I'm very active in Toastmasters, and uh, I had said yes to doing something that I wasn't confident that I could do, 
and I did it, and I did great, and impressed some people around me, and all of a sudden, all these other opportunities came from it. People were calling me, sending me emails, hey, you know, we understand that you're, you know, you've been, you're a Toastmaster, and you just facilitated this uh, panel discussion, you did a great job, how would you like to do this, how would you like to do that, and all these opportunities started popping up, and it goes back to something that you said sometimes, is that when you're thriving, it's actually the best time to push yourself to grow. It's the best time to, to take on the world, the best time to get a coach. And it's so true. I find that when you have this momentum moving forward and your mindset is straight, you're very intentional with everything you do, it just attracts opportunities. It's kind of like the laws of attraction, like what you put out there comes back to you. Yeah. Right. It's, and it's, it's profound. It's, it's really, really, really powerful. Yeah. When you're vibing, right, at a different frequency, in terms of your energy and how you're showing up and presenting yourself, people can feel that. And intangible things can flow to you, opportunities can flow to you because that's just the frequency that you're vibrating on, right? So that you become a match of what you attract. And so the same, like similar high vibrational things that you would like to have in your life also gets attracted to you and you create more opportunities and it just spirals and it creates, it creates this compound effect. Like when you're feeling good, that's the best time to work on yourself. That's the best time to grow. That's the best time to challenge yourself and step out of your comfort zone because it's even, it's even like the best time because there's like less fears, less drama, less conflicts. You, 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 uh, you feel like you can take more risks. It's just an awesome feeling when you're there. Um, that doesn't mean you're, it's like a, always a great feeling right? Because sometimes like excitement also is mixed a little bit with nervousness. And that's like a per, almost like on the edge a little bit. And that's like the place where uh, you will be when you are thriving on the edge, when you're living on the edge. I like to embrace fear and, and nervousness, especially when you feel like you're in a good place and thriving. Um, again, it's stepping out of that comfort zone. And really, what, at the end of the day, what is fear? What is nervousness? <laughs> you really can't quantify it. What causes it? It's just this sort of things that creeps into your head. And most of the time it's for no real good reason. Um, you're thriving. You got to where you are because you went for it. Yes. Right. Um, I also found that when you're thriving, you start attracting other opportunities and you start to grow and things compound upon one another. You also have this, this ability to change those around you. Like mm -hmm. people see this in you. People see a different vibe. You refer to the vibe that you give off, people see it, people feel it. Um, and so you're able to kind of make changes around you just by virtue of continuing to be you and staying positive and staying in that pocket, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Were there anything that surprised you that maybe you didn't expect to happen during our work together that kind of made you go, like, oh, hey, this is not what I expected going in and here I am and this happened. <laughs> So yeah, that's, that's a loaded question, you know, since we, we, so we worked together for a couple of years now and yeah, like life is, life has changed. Um, it's never been a case of you telling me how to live my life or you should do this. So you should try that. It's all about kind of changing the mindset and how you approach things. Uh, I think I went through a phase in my life when I would allow the circumstances that to sort of control my reaction. And you shared, and we've talked about this numerous times, is that's not the circumstance, right? 
what you make of it. It's how you, what you think about it. So if you can change that mindset, if you may change the way you think about something um, and how you, it changes the way you feel. And as a result, uh, your actions are different and it doesn't feel like, <clears throat> you know, the, the, the travesty that it might have felt like when it first entered your mind and your initial reaction was like, ah, right? I hate that this has happened. Well, hang on a second. Do I really hate what happened or is it, am I just reacting to it wrong? Am I not thinking, thinking of it properly, right? So just sort of shifting, give, giving me those tools that I can apply to situations like that. Um, and it's probably helped me with the situation of mom entering my mind. And, you know, there were other things that came up that week that I shared that I determined, no, I'm not going to go down that road. I don't want to acknowledge it right now. I might acknowledge it later, but I'm not going to acknowledge it right now. Right? So, um, I, I have found that working with you for the last two years has been profound changes in the way I look at life, um, the way I approach different situations, the way I plan my days. One of the things that you and I worked on was, I think I showed you my calendar, uh, my work calendar, my personal life calendar, and there were very few empty spots on a calendar. And this was like a Sunday to Saturday calendar. And we worked on, hey, how do you, what's important to you? What are those most important things to you? What's essential to you? And we had some great conversations because it's so easy sometimes to get buried under life, right? But you really don't have to if you just try to approach it a little bit differently, mm -hmm. right? Rather than saying, oh, I have to do all of these things because they're all important, take a step back. You think about everything that we do during an eight-hour day at work. All of it in a moment feels really important, but how much of it really needs your immediate attention? Yeah, yeah. How do you feel about your calendar now? You know what? I still keep it full, but it doesn't give me the same sort of stress that it used to. Mm -hmm. You know, I can kind of take a look at it and I, I prioritize it. You know, I, I kind of take a look at it and it's like, what's negotiable, what's not negotiable, you know? And it's important to be flexible as well. Mm -hmm. um, you and I have talked about that I'm, I'm, I'm quite active. I like to go to the gym, I play basketball, I run, the whole works. Uh, I have a six, six o'clock workout at the gym tomorrow morning, but if I wake up or if my night goes long and I'm not, uh, I'm not feeling like I'm going to get enough sleep and I know that as a result of that, my day tomorrow is going to suffer, you know what? I'm going to not go to the gym tomorrow and that's okay. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. Mm. Right? And I think that's super important. Yeah. You know, gym is important to me and it's, it's a priority, but I also know that if I don't get enough to sleep tonight for a full day tomorrow, Everything else after that is like a domino effect. They all start falling down and I won't be able to be at my best for anything that I do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you were able to prioritize in that moment what is important to you. And yes, going to a gym is, is important, but also like your entire day tomorrow and how you want to feel your entire day is also like almost like it's even more important than that. And one thing that I've noticed that... Um, what you mentioned that really worked is to have compassion for yourself. Instead of judging yourself that you're going to miss out on the gym, you were, you really sat with it. Like it is okay. Like I'm going to allow my calendar to be flexible uh, when needed to be. 
and you can trust yourself on that instead of feeling like you are your calendar is dictating how you should do things but you are like you are the owner now and you are in control and doesn't always have to look like following a calendar yeah aren't we our our own harshest critic yes of course yeah right we always feel this 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 need to hold ourselves accountable yet sometimes you know what you can have some flexibility in there be compassionate like you said be compassionate because if you can compassionate with yourself i think it just opens up the world to more opportunity again mm. right nobody's at their best when they're you know stretching themselves so thinly yeah they can't do anything to the best of their ability mm-hmm. so that's one area that you and i have actually worked on a fair amount as well and it's really helped yes and, yeah and notice uh, like the circumstance is the same use you, your calendar is still packed <laughs> <laughs> that has not changed, I assure that you. That has not changed. <laughs> yeah. How you approach it now is so different and how you feel about it is so different now. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think over the two years that we worked together, uh, my tool belt, I keep adding new tools to it, right? Um, and each, every day, I'll pull out a different tool depending on what the situation is to help me get through that day or help me deal with certain situations. You know, and there are still days when I feel like I'm overwhelmed, right? But sometimes I'll just kind of say, you know what, I'll go sit in the kitchen for a bit and just kind of turn it off for a second. And maybe I'll just watch whatever it is. I'll, I'll watch a video or I'll listen to a song and then get back to what I was doing. Again, just being compassionate to yourself. I don't always feel that you have to push through in order to finish something. Sometimes it's okay to take a deep breath, sit, whatever it is, deal with something else and then come back to it, right? Mm. Compassion. Yeah. Yeah, and it sounds like this has created that thriving lifestyle for you as well in a way where you know when to um, slow down and when to take a break, when to come back, when to push if you want to, when to not push when it feels right instead of like forcing yourself to be on and to be doing all the time. Yeah. Especially absolutely. if you have like a packed schedule. Yeah, you know, and you know, I, I've got more... I've got fewer birthdays ahead of me than I have behind me. And that's not lost on me either. And I don't want to get to a point where, you know what, you missed out on life or you, you know, you did nothing but bury yourself in work and all this other stuff when, and, and let life pass you by. And you and I have worked on, you know, the future Dan, we refer to him as destiny Dan and how he's going to look back at current Dan and things like that. And it kind of reminded me of a quote I heard the other day. Uh, There's only two people that you need to impress in your life. That's not your mother and your father or your kids or your, you know, it's your eight-year-old person and your 80-year-old person. Mm. And I thought that was profound. But it kind of goes back to how you and I were talking about Destiny Dan, you know? Um, how is 80-year-old Dan um, going to look back and, and say, hey, you know, Dan of today, look what he was doing. It's kind of crazy, or it's kind of amazing, or it's kind of ridiculous, whatever, the, whatever it is, right? Um, yeah, it was profound. But again, whenever I hear these things or see them, it kind of always links back to something that you and I have talked about in a different way, mm-hmm. right? So trying to set myself up to be a, when I'm 80 years old, I'll be able to look back and say, yeah, you know what, you're working on the right stuff. 
uh, you had the right mindset, you're going to get to 80, you're going to have a happy life, hopefully a healthy life, um, having controlled all those things that you could control that were in, in your control. Mm -hmm. You used a really interesting exercise on me um, that wasn't new to me, but it kind of made me reflect again was, you know, where are you currently? How do you feel out of, you know, scale of one to 10? Where do you feel you currently are in this aspect of your life? And I said, nine. And he said, well, what if it's only a two? And I was like, oh, ooh, okay, yeah, what if? There's still eight points that I have to grow and thrive and, and be better. Um, you don't know what you don't know, right? So keep on, keep on working keep on having that, that right mindset, because I think it opens up the door to a lot of possibilities mm -hmm. and opportunities. Yeah, and it's kind of exciting to think about, right? Like you don't know what you don't know and kind of allow yourself to live in the unknown and feel excited, a little bit nervous at the same time about not knowing, also knowing that there's like so many things ahead of you that you don't even know right now about what's yeah. possible for you. Yeah, and not stressing that you don't know everything. Yeah. I'm going to get to the end of my life and I'm going to know there's a ton of stuff in this world that I'm not going to know about and even about myself. Mm -hmm. But at least I want to set myself for the opportunity, right? Mm -hmm. Right. Allow myself to have those opportunities and possibilities by having that right mindset. Yeah. So yeah. It's exciting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. More exciting than scary. I'm not scared of that at all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's great. It's great. Um, so what's your focus right now? What does that next phase look like for you? Yeah, this is always a question that I have a difficult time with, right? It's kind of like goal setting and all these different things. Mm -hmm. um, I think right now it's about maintaining where I am, you know, continuing to put in the hard work, continuing to apply the things that we've worked on, that I've learned, I continue expanding that, that tool belt that I have, making sure that I approach every situation with the right mindset. Because sometimes it's so easy to slip back into bad habits, especially when, you know, things are busy. It's crunch time at work right now. There's lots going on. And there are days when I'm like, oh my goodness, I've got to dig out from under all of this. But again, taking that moment, step back, kind of will take a look at it and say, hey, you know what? I can get through this. Let's just prioritize this. this let's do the things that are essential and we can put that on hold right now. Um, so allowing myself to continue to have these opportunities to, you know, Put everything that I've learned from working with you into practice and I know good things are going to happen and that's why I don't find the future scary at all I'm actually quite excited about it mm. yeah if you're listening to this um listen to like the you can I know that you can even feel the energy that's coming from Ben even just listening to his words <laughs> <laughs> you can feel that vibe uh, that's coming from him because he's like he's really seeing that his life, not all the time, but most of the time is thriving on the regular. And this is how you can feel like as well when you really have created that kind of lifestyle for yourself is that you just feel like you can, uh, like what he said, take on the world. And he is not really afraid about the new things that's coming and really just embracing opportunities as they come. Like this can be possible for you too it's not like it's not hard it's just perhaps there's just things that you don't know yet right now and 
you are in the process of learning them and really creating them and um, working towards that life for yourself. You don't know what you don't know, right? Yeah, you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. Um, let's say like there is someone who who knows that they have potential within themselves to do something different, and and they're like, oh wow, it sounds so amazing. Like Dan is thriving in his in his life. Uh, and th- this might be like a very general question, but do you have anything? And he feels like he's struggling, right? Um, is there any words of advice or anything that you offer for them to be like a like a first step or, or something that they can start start to think about for them? Yeah, and, and that's a good question. I'm not the kind of person who loves to give out advice, but I can only speak for me that, you know, I've I had heard about coaching a long time ago. I know some people who've been coaches for quite some time, never really understood what it was. Um, you and I have known each other for a little while and I knew that you got into the coaching world. Um, so I started asking questions and I thought, you know what, this is, this is maybe the time for me because it's never too late. You know, I'm in my 50s now, right? <laughs> and, I, and I share all the time. I have friends who are in their 50s the same age as me and they are just living their comfort zone life. I don't see them as growing. I think if you want to take that step, um, you just have to be open-minded. You have to jump in with both feet and embrace it. You know, I, and I, it took me a number of years to decide, yeah, I want to work with Shirley or I want to work with a coach. But before I decided to actually make that call, I had a conversation with myself and said, okay, well, if we're going to do this, if you're going to make the investment, jump in with both feet, be open-minded. Because I think sometimes there's a tendency, especially as you get older, like, yeah, I got life figured out. You know, I don't need help here. I'm good. My goodness, we have applied. I've grown in so many aspects of my life, so many different areas that I thought, hey, I'm good, Shirley. I don't need help there. And it turns out, yeah, I was wrong. You know, so I think really being open-minded, being open to the possibilities. And even though I've been working with you for two years already, I know there's even more opportunities. Um, and you're not going to notice it immediately. You know, it, it takes some work, but it's definitely worth the investment of time and energy um, because it's so rewarding. It's so rewarding. If you think there's any part of you that is capable of growing, you can make it happen. You can make it happen. It's only when you believe that you can't grow anymore that, you, that you've given up on growth. You know, I wouldn't suggest, you know, you know working with a coach, but if you, this is a shred of you that thinks, I have room to grow or I want my life to be better. Absolutely. Take that jump, but jump in with both feet and commit. Yeah. Yes. I also want to offer, I know what that feels like to know that there's this part of you that has potential, but you're not utilizing it. Like that thing to me, at least it feels like it's eating me from the inside out. Like that's just, that's so miserable. Um, If you think growth is hard and being afraid to do new things is hard, sitting in that regret and having that feeling for years, that to me is like the most scary thing. Yeah, you know, and, and you and I met at Toastmasters originally, and a lot of people who walk into those rooms at Toastmasters meetings, they're afraid of speaking in public or they want to increase their confidence and leadership skills, skills and all that sort of stuff. But, you know, the first step is to walk into a room. Hmm right? Walk into a room and commit. And it's remarkable how I've seen people grow from doing that. It's the same thing as coaching. 
you know what, if there's something that is inside of you that feels, Ugh, you know, I just want to improve or, or get better, letting it sit there and not give it an opportunity to grow is the worst thing that you can do for it. As hard as it is, and as nervous as you might be, and as scary as you might be, taking that first step is huge, but jumping with both feet. Mm-hmm. Okay, walk into that room. If you know there's a room you want to enter, walk into it. Yeah, any, any room it is, you know, any yeah. room. Absolutely, yeah. you know, um, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, last question is something I ask every guest who comes on. What does Darian Living mean for you? What's your definition of that? I'll bet you get all sorts of cool answers to this question. And I'm, I'm not sure how cool my answer is going to be. Does that be cool? No, yeah. You know, when you say everything is already cool, let's just say that with that. <laughs> Some cool and special. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I, before I decided to move forward with coaching, I, I saw that you'd come up with a moniker, Daring Living. Um, I thought that was really cool because it just goes back to what you and I were, were sharing, stepping out of that comfort zone, stepping out of that safe zone that you've you know, become accustomed to. Um, it's not scary there, right? But if you really want to grow in this world, you have to step out of that comfort zone and you know, be better equipped to handle everything that goes on in life. You'll become a better you become a better partner, you become a better employee, a better worker, a better business owner, a better whatever you want to be. But it takes guts. And you know, for me, you know, with my Asian background, um, being a guy, I, some of my early questions to you were like, how much do I have to open up to you? And I thought that was going to be really difficult. And I was challenged along the way i've had challenges during our time together opening up on certain issues but this is a safe place to do it don't be afraid to equip yourself with more tools mm. don't be afraid to step outside of your comfort zone that safe zone and um, really just go for it because the world has so much to offer life has so much to offer um, and really at the end of the day it's up to you how you want to approach it and access and get the most out of it right mm-hmm. I don't know if I answered your question or not. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you, you answered it. It was very long, but it, it comes up. <laughs> what that phrase means. Okay, I love that. Thank you. Thank you so much, Dan, for coming on and for sharing your thoughts with us today. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks for having me. If you enjoyed that episode just now, I would love to invite you into the Daring Living One-on-One Coaching Room. This is a very safe, very open and non-judgmental space where you get to play, learn, laugh, grow, cry sometimes, (laughs) heal, achieve milestones in your work, in your business, in your relationships, all along the way as you create the kind of life that feels successful and thriving to you. Feel free to send me a DM on Instagram at daringliving to book a discovery call with me or you can visit my page at daringliving.com forward slash coaching. Again, on Instagram, that is daringliving, one word, or you can visit the page at daringliving.com forward slash coaching. Get in on this opportunity before the year ends. It's going to be so much fun. Talk to you later. Bye.